Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nisa Today FC podcast. I'm Josh Taylor, and on today's episode, we have another guest for our Nisa playoff preview as the head coach and technical director of Flower City Union, Jordan Sullivan, returns to the show to share with us his insight on Flower City Union's historic season as they made it to the playoffs for the first time. He also shared with us his thoughts on his team's performance in winning their first playoff match against the LA Force this past Sunday, and we preview their next opponent as they take on the number one team in the league, Chattanooga FC, on Sunday. So stay tuned, guys. we got another exciting episode coming up right now with our guest, Jordan Sullivan from Flower City Union. First touch from Sosa. Now Josue Cartagena with a nice move. He's got Luke Ferreira. Will he want to take a shot from outside? Plays it instead to Bolduc. Bolduc now plays it near the corner line. Across in front. Already a goal just like that. Aliun Jakate unmarked. He has put Flower City Union in front in only the second minute. Unbelievable. As he does find its way to Kavanaugh. Still Kavanaugh. Can he turn the corner? He does get the cross in front, and it is headed in, and it is 2-0. Alayun Jikate once again, this time in the sixth minute. It's the Ali D show. As Luke Ferreira still has it. The cross, this could be an opportunity. Bulldog plays it back in. A shot, and it's into the net. Flower City Union makes it 3-1. All right, well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nisa Today FC podcast. And joining us once again on the show is Flower City Union head coach and technical director, Jordan Sullivan. Jordan, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, Jordan, what is the vibe right now in Rochester after you guys pull off the upset to get your first playoff win this past Sunday? Uh, the vibe is one of excitement. You know, we were very pleased with our performance in LA and, you know, astounded that we got the victory and there's a lot of positivity going around and we're full of confidence and we're ready to try and take it to Chattanooga. So, yeah, no, the atmosphere and the, uh, the vibe in Rochester is really good right now. Now, I've seen a lot of chatter on social media. A lot of people have been saying you guys shocked the world, which, you know, makes another makes sense you guys being the the sixth seed and going out you know flying over 2,000 miles out to the west coast in LA to get a result like that uh Jordan I I was just curious were you we were all surprised maybe you weren't but were you guys were you surprised that your team 
was up 2-0 after six minutes after Halloween Diacate uh, scored those two goals so quickly early in the first half. Uh, yeah, it was nice to be ahead in terms of surprising. I mean, I see these guys train every day. Every day, I see what they're capable of. We knew that when we got together and it clicked that you know we would be able to take it to teams. So uh, we couldn't have asked for a better start. The guys were switched on. They were dialed in. And, you know, after all that travel on the plane and red eyes and this and that and getting there and you know it was it was a fantastic start. We couldn't be happier with it. But in terms of what we're about and what we have, I mean, I wasn't surprised. We have that ability in us. But it was just nice that the guys could show everybody what they're about. So it was really a nice feeling for us to. to for them to showcase, you know, how good they can be when they all turn it on. Yeah, so we talked early in the year about your roster construction and improving this team. As you know, being a former player on the club, last year you guys went with a lot of local players. This year you got you brought in a lot of Nisa veterans, bringing in Stephen Elias, and you have, of course, Alwin Diacate, who we just spoke about. Uh, I know Diacate was off to a slow start, early in the season, but you guys were able to get it around and get him going and, you know, he scored seven goals. So, Jordan, I was just curious, like, from your perspective, getting to work with him, uh, what were you guys able to work on with him in a training to get him to get back to a scoring form as he was with Albion last season? I think it was just important that we just begin to build chemistry in the group, you know. We signed a lot of new players from last year to this year, and we have 20, 20 brand new players and only kept three or four returning from last year so we knew he had a great finishing ability and it was just about what areas is he most successful in and sort of building the team around him in order to set him up into those positions but I mean it just comes down to building that chemistry I mean yes he scored seven goals but some of the service he's had has been fantastic Stevens crossing Noah's crossing Matt's link up play I mean it is really a, uh, a team effort in regards to him scoring the goals and brilliant for him he's the final piece in that in that build-up and puts the ball in the back of the net for us. So it really is a good team effort. And I think it's more of us building chemistry and figuring out how we all want to play with each other and sticking to the style of play and system in which we want to do. So Now, you guys hadn't been in L.A. Uh, before this match, but you guys finally did it in the playoffs on Sunday. What was your message to your players throughout the match to uh, finish this game up and get the upset against the number three seeded LA Force in the playoffs because you guys had to lead, but LA Force kept fighting back, but you guys were able to pull it out. Yeah, no, we knew obviously the message was you know once we hit playoff games, it's a clean slate, so you know everybody's O and O. So we knew that, and we were hungry to show everybody because, like you said, a lot of people were down us and thought that this game was just going to be a wash and a pushover. So I think that lit a fire under a lot of our guys and. They were eager to come out and play, and we had a couple of guys that, you know, had their families travel down and play. And you know, Jose Cartagena had an unbelievable performance, so it was nice for him to demonstrate that in front of his family. So, you know, the guys were were, were hungry for it and fired up. And in regards to keeping the lead, I mean, LA Force are a quality team. They had a bit of a slow start, but they've got some real quality there, and they had chances. And they finished them too. And uh, you know, lucky for us, we had a secret weapon on the bench, Benik Stewart, who come on and try and up with their pace and able to put the game away for us. So it was a great team effort and a lot of good performances. Now, one thing I noticed from watching the game on Sunday, you guys seem to find success on the wings out there on the, on the flanks, especially early on in the first half to attack the LA Force defense. 
Jordan, can you just give us some insight from your perspective on those plays setting up Noah Kavanaugh uh, to link up with your the offense to get those balls to Diakate on the left side to break down the LA Force to get you guys off to a good start early in this match? Yeah, no, our, wing, uh, our wingers, you know, our wide players were fantastic. You know, we, we expressed that we wanted to get them into, you know, high, wide areas and give them lots of opportunities to cross. And Noah, who's worked, you know, he's worked so hard this season, has been fantastic and been one of our most, uh, you know, consistent players come up big, you know, got down the line, put a couple of good crosses in, same with Steve. So, yeah, we emphasized them to stay high and wide. And get the ball out to those guys and serve balls into the box. Uh, that's what they did. Now, once uh, Francis Ovace scored that second goal, the force kind of we you they, you guys were up three to two. Uh, the force kind of changed that momentum a bit, um, getting control of possession in the second half, and then took a bunch of shots. Um, but your goalkeeper uh, Michael Mejia uh, stepped up big, uh, made some clutch saves down the stretch, including that one. On Vendamenicum uh, in the 89th minute, huge save for yeah. you guys to keep that lead. Um, Jordan, how would you assess Mejia's performance in goal that night to help you guys come up with a huge result? Uh, I would say it was a game of redemption for him. Obviously, in the first half, he made a mistake that led to a penalty. Lucky for us, they didn't finish it. But you know, he came in at half time and he was a true professional and he composed himself and he got himself back in the game and. Yeah, arguably saved us in, in in those last nine minutes. He came up big and made two really good saves, and one of them led to us countering, attacking, and scoring our fourth and putting the game away. So it's very, very difficult to make a mistake like that and then come back and be stronger at the end. And that just shows a testament to his character and what he's about. So we were very happy with the saves he made toward the end of the game to keep us in it. Now for the LA Force, you know their season's over. They go out, and of course. You know, Fran Silvace was the, the star player for that match to kind of keep them in it. But as you mentioned, you guys struck back with those two goals from getting uh, one from Josue Cartagena and then Malik Stewart getting the insurance goal for you guys towards in stoppage time to give you guys that win and then uh, give LA Force their first loss of the season. I think that was another thing that no one talked about going in this match. LA Force, they were unbeaten. They, they were on a 12-game unbeaten streak at home. And you guys were able to uh, end that streak to get your first playoff win uh, yeah. in your le- in your uh, club's short history because this is your second year in the league. Yeah. So Jordan, uh, how was that plane ride home uh, back to to Rochester, New York after you guys won on Sunday? It was uh, it was good. The vibes were good, and they needed to be because the LA traffic getting to the airport was not fun, and that red eye was not fun either. But you know, it's 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 good when you get a win and the guys have played well and they're all happy and proud and there's a real you know togetherness. So you know that win definitely helped that that plane ride home. It was fantastic. Now, Jordan, I spoke with uh, executive managing partner for Flower City Union, Mark Washo, last week. From his perspective, and I kind of brought it up for this season. It kind of felt like a, a roller coaster for you guys. Uh, to get through uh, the season, but you guys made the playoffs for the first time. Um, from your perspective, Jordan, how would you describe your first season as the head coach for uh, City Union? It's been amazing. It's been probably one of my most uh, funnest years in football. 
Um, it's had its ups and downs, and you know, as a first-time pro manager, you know, I'm, I'm sure I've made some mistakes along the way, but I've learned from it, and I'm, you know, very proud and happy of the group that I brought in. Not only are these guys good players, they're they're very good people, and we have a real togetherness uh, about our group. And you know, it was nice being the person to bring those guys all in together and seeing them, you know, build lifelong friendships. And now they're starting to really play for each other out of the field. So it's all coming together, and I'm I'm, I'm very proud in in what the coaching staff and I have achieved in, in, in this in this year. Now, Jordan, what's worse? Did you had what were some challenges you had? Um, being your first season, of course, I know we spoke earlier in the year, you were a former player, but now the team's giving you the keys to be the boss f- to get this team to improve from getting just two wins last year to now getting eight wins this year and making the playoffs. So, Jordan, what do you f- feel was a challenge and you were able to make a difference to have a successful year and, you know, get in the playoffs? I would say one of the challenges was bringing this, you know, bringing all those 20 new players together and trying to build the chemistry. Um, obviously, the start of the season wasn't ideal. But, I mean, we had the players, but we just needed time to gel and get, you know, figure each other out. And, you know, thankfully to the ownership and stuff like that, they stuck with me and continued to, to believe in what we were doing in the process. And, you know, hopefully now it's 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 come through and I've kind of proven to, to, the, to them, you know, that sticking with me, we've... we've gained a little bit of success we've started to build the chemistry and gel and now the results are starting to follow as well you know now jordan what was your experience being uh the coach for flower city union and then having to turn around and split matches and coach games at falcon park stadium at salt city union during the 2023 season yeah, it was an experience. I mean, it's something that's never really been done before in, in, in soccer, especially in England where I'm from. But it was it was interesting, you know, putting on a new uniform and a new kit with the same players and then going out and trying to target a different market was definitely something that's, you know, unique. So it was it was a good experience. Yeah, we, we, we thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, Jordan, you guys have booked a spot into the semifinals for the playoffs this weekend. And your opponent will be Chattanooga FC. And as we know, Chattanooga FC, they're the top team in Nisa this year. They had a streak where they went 17 matches unbeaten, finished the year with 52 points. So the number one team uh, that you will face in the semifinal on Sunday. But Jordan, from your perspective, what are your thoughts on your opponent, Chattanooga FC? They're a very good team. Uh, They're well coached. They have some fantastic players that can change a game. Uh, and every time they've played them, it's been a real battle, and I'm expecting a good match. Now, you guys have played Chattanooga FC four times this year. Uh, you guys haven't been able to score a goal against them. Um, what's it going to take uh, to you guys, not just to find scoring in, against Chattanooga, but to try to pull out a win at Finley Stadium? Um, individual quality. That's what it's going to come down to. Who's going to step up for us and put the ball in the back of the net? They all have the ability. It's which guy's going to be the man on the day. Chattanooga FC, we know they have you know Gene Antoine, their goalkeeper, and you have a solid defense that you're going to have to break through. But another player that everyone's going to talk about is, of course, the Golden Boot winner, Marcus Nagelstad. So, Jordan, uh, what you guys are going to try to do uh, to try to slow that guy down and try to keep him off from scoring from in the back of the net against you guys. 
it's going to be tough. Obviously, we have to speak with our, you know, our back line and talk about how we're going to be able to deny him space. And, you know, a great striker like that will always find a half chance and a great striker like that will always finish their half chance. So it's going to be difficult. Our centre-backs have to play a perfect game for 90 minutes. And that's the thing, you know, the, the guy with that quality can be quiet for 89 minutes and then score a banger in the 90th and win the game 1-0. He just has that quality, so... It's going to be a real challenge, but, you know, the guys are up to the task and we'll get out there and see if we can perform and keep him under wraps. But, yeah, he is a, he's, a great, he's a great player. No doubt about it. Now, I know you guys haven't beaten Chattanooga FC this year, but last year you guys did beat Chattanooga FC 1-0 at Finley Stadium back last year in April. And I know Chattanooga, that was a different team back then. It's like you guys were a brand-new team back then. But still, you guys have been to Fort Finley before, so you guys know what it takes to win there. Um, I know recently, I know you guys had lost 2-0 prior, but before that, back in August, you guys did get a scoreless draw back in August against CFC. So from your perspective, Jordan, how you, having so many close battles against the boys in blue, why do you feel they have been such a tough opponent to beat this season? Uh, due to their individuals they've got some great individuals that can turn the game on its head like you know for example in the first game we played them Taylor Gray you know took two three guys on through a foul and through a penalty to win the, the game 1-0 uh, in the second game Marcus Nagel said he drops off to the edge of the box and hits an absolute worldie of a, of a finish in the top corner to, to win the game 1-0 uh, the third game obviously we battled it out and we tied 0-0 and that was you know a good performance for us coming away then the fourth game, Nagelstead again gets a half chance, finishes it really well. We go down to ten men and they kind of kill the game off. So, yeah, you know we've been we've been right there. I know we haven't scored a goal against them, but you know in terms of a competitive game, they haven't come in and blown us out in any proportion. So, you know we're we're confident and we're in, we're believed we're believing in ourselves. I'm going to go out there and do our best, and we're going to go for it. Now, Jordan, what are your three keys uh, for your boys? Flower City Union to uh, have success against Chattanooga FC and try to pull off another upset and book a spot into the NISA Championship Final? Uh, I would say go out there and play with courage, no fear. Um, try and put the ball in the back of their net and stop them from trying to put the ball on it. Those are our three things. All right, Jordan. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy evening to uh, spend the time with us, chat with us about all things Flower City Union. And I wish you guys the best of luck on Sunday down in Chattanooga against Chattanooga FC. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time, Josh. All right, everyone. That will conclude today's episode of the Nisa Today FC podcast. If you guys have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, you can reach out to me on X, the handle for that is at jt underscore taylor 88 and you can also reach out to me on my instagram page if you guys like the show and want to keep up with all the latest updates you can follow us on our social media handles we are on facebook at nisa today fc we're also on instagram at nisa underscore today fc we're also on x at nisa underscore today fc and we're also on threads at nisa underscore today fc at threads.net i'll have my recap show out later today 
And then, of course, I will post my interview with the head coach and sporting director for Chattanooga Football Club, Rod Underwood, tomorrow on Friday. So stay tuned for that, guys. Till then, you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.